Well, we interact with different types of technology all day, every day. Whether it's our smartphone, our car GPS, or countless available apps. We are in the Reynolds Hotbox, a podcast about local media and the future of media from the Reynolds Media Lab. And I'm your host, Ismar Ventura, graduate student at the Reynolds School of Journalism at the University of Nevada, Reno. Joining me today is Dr. Laura Crosswell, a health communication professor here at the Reynolds School of Journalism. She has recently published a research project, The Doctor in My Pocket, examining mobile approaches to personal well-being. Joining us also is Dr. Todd Feltz, Dr. Crosswell's colleague and a member of the board of directors of a local federally qualified health facility here in Reno, Northern Nevada, Hopes. Most of us use technology to help manage our daily lives, but what about using technology to check in on your mental well-being? We're gonna do a quick elevator pitch. Let's walk on down. Um, and Laura, you're you're gonna tell me all about your research in a quick three floors up the elevator. Oh you hear that? We're going up now. All right. Should I start? No, we're gonna no. start once we go in the elevator. Okay. okay. In three, two. Let's see here. Let's have that door close. Oh my god. Okay. Three, two, one. Go ahead. So, what's your project about? Um, in general, my research looks at how digital technology influences public health and communication between patient-physician relationships. And this study in particular looks at mobile apps and how patients are using them to improve their health. Wow, that was actually perfect. Wow, that was great. Yeah, good work, Laura. Thank you. And now we're back in the studio with the Reynolds Hotbox. Thank you to both, uh, Dr. Crosswell. Um, and Dr. Feltz. Good to be here. Thanks Ismar, for having thank us. So we're going to talk about the doctor in my pocket. Laura, tell us a little bit about what's the interest behind this research. Um, so a few years ago, I think I had bought my first Fitbit, and I had started downloading mobile apps to kind of track my wellness, both mental and physical health. And I just um, became interested in how those types of platforms and apps were changing the dynamic of healthcare and also patient-physician relationships. What are some of the most interesting things that you found overall in this research project? Many of the experts that were surveyed indicated a consensus that the mobile movement is benefiting healthcare and physician-patient relationships, which I found interesting because I didn't know if it would be limiting the conversations between the, the uh, dynamic of a patient and physician. But um, again, I interviewed many uh, experts in the healthcare field as well as the digital field, and they seem to agree that consumer experiences with tourism and banking are spilling over to the healthcare field and they really need to meet the consumer where they're at and that happens to be through their phone and um, wearable technology and if we can meet them where they're at it's a beneficial um, experience overall. So I, it's me Todd over here and I'm just curious um, how do we or how does healthcare compare to other industries? Has it been quick to adopt mobile technologies or has it been a bit slow? Um, how does how does healthcare fit into the overall 
It's definitely been slower than other fields, um, mainly for privacy concerns. Uh, physicians aren't always comfortable with that uh, kind of personalized interaction and um, trying to fit the needs of the patient if they're always able to kind of, um, you know, Skype with the doctor, whatever it may be. So that it has been slower, but I think we're going to see, you know, um, more developments in that area in the healthcare field. You know, one of the things that the University of Nevada, uh, Reno, provides as an option in our insurance coverage, um, as I'm sure you know, um, is the option to do doctors on demand mm -hmm. where you can dial up very inexpensive $40, get a, a prescription for, you know, a sinus infection or something that you need. Um, is that the beginning in your mind of how mobile technology could impact healthcare? I mean, what other things are you learning from these experts in like what's possible in regards to? That's, and now they have, um, you know, um, you can add something to your mobile device and just put it up to your heart so the doctor can actually hear your heartbeats. Um, it's just making everything much more accessible, especially to populations that it's more difficult to access healthcare. It's still not, you know, a perfect system and there are populations being left out, such as the elderly and lower income populations. But again, um, many of the people responding to this research indicated that it's, it's it's an improvement from what it has been. We are in the Reynolds Hotbox, a podcast about local media and the future of media at the Reynolds Media Lab. And I'm your host, Ismar Ventura. And I'm here today with Dr. Laura Crossbow and Dr. Todd Feltz, both professors at the University of Nevada, Reno. Now on to the second segment about research in the medical field when it comes to mobile apps. Some of the experts referenced um, uh, an initiative to communicate with lower income pregnant women to do kind of checkups throughout the pregnancy, um, which was a great thought, but it's almost like they uh, overdid the technology aspect and without thinking of the potential challenges. So for instance, many of the participants in that study didn't necessarily or didn't have the means to pay their phone bill every month. So they weren't getting those updates, those very important updates, and therefore they weren't, you know, communicating like they should have been with that physician. Maybe somebody who can't afford to have a smartphone or an iPad, um, what, what other things stuck out uh, or stand out to you in your research that you think is, you know, wow, like you found to be, I never thought that that could possibly be. I mean, it's, I feel like there's so much development still um, in, in the growing technology business, especially in the medical one. Mm -hmm. I think it's just really important that they don't push the tool more than they push the communication. And so it's really important that they remain invested in the care and quality of the um, healthcare communication process with the patients and not try to over -tech technologize yeah. that communication, yeah. if yeah. that makes sense. It does. And you know, Dr. Croswell, I was thinking while you were just talking about 
you know, conversations that we have in the classroom about the digital divide and about how, um, you know, people who have access to high-speed internet and those people who don't have access to high-speed internet. And it makes me think about the fact that, you know, your study is around mobile technologies. And in many places in the world, the thing that has helped those people who didn't were who were not connected was the fact that now they can be connected mm -hmm. by using a mobile device so the I, it, I guess the research in many ways is talking about ways that people who normally don't see a physician or get health care at all are now getting health care because they have some type of mobile device in their pocket. Right, exactly. Yeah. So what does that look like? Uh, did you find any, um, in, in the study, um, any apps or any uh, services that a lot of people are using more? I know that personally, my health insurance provides an app where you can go in and you can actually submit and even chat with a doctor if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, which I've personally never tried because I've always felt like I could just go to the doctor or go to an urgent care. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, how effective are those? Is it is it should people be concerned? What about privacy? You know, the people, the experts that um, participated in the study did say privacy was something that was kind of holding both doctors and patients back. But patients are in a place that they want to take more it's kind of a bartering exchange, right? So um, the ease and accessibility comes with the responsibility of being more accountable. So patients are cool with that. They're saying, you know, if it means that I can stay at home and talk with a doctor, I will be more accountable for my own health. In the past, we saw people who had a primary physician who would keep going to the same person. Now it's just who's ever available at that time, you know, as, um, as a consumer population in general, we are kind of demanding things like accessibility, affordability, ease of access. And so if the healthcare field can deliver that to patients, um, again, it's kind of a win-win because they're taking more ownership over their health. And, and it also appears that the cost could be lower mm -hmm. by using technology in that, you know, physicians are, are able to see more patients in a shorter <laughs> amount of time. And, you know, vitals, you talk about heartbeats and blood pressures and all these kind of, of important factors that go into making decisions about a patient's care. Mm -hmm. um, it, it sounds like, you know, right now the watch I have on kind of gives me an idea of what blood pressure I have right. and notifies me if it goes out of control. So there's already those vital ways to, to, to keep up with patients. We are in the Reynolds Hotbox, a podcast about local media and the future of media at the Reynolds Media Lab. And I'm your host, Ismar Ventura. And I'm here today with Dr. Laura Crossbow and Dr. Todd Feltz, both professors at the University of Nevada, Reno. And now we're going to talk about future research in the medical field and the use of technology. I can also imagine future research on this topic. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that something that you've thought about? Like... Issues I can imagine, like training physicians. I know you hold um, a professorship also in the medical school here at the university. I mean, imagining training a doctor on how to communicate 
in a mobile format differently than in a one-on-one yeah. in the office kind of format. So what other like, um, you know, future research have you imagined from, from this one? Well, I haven't sat down and thought about where I exactly want to take this project next, but I do want to go back to something you said because it was a great point. Um, in a way, this helps make the communication more individualized and customized for patients, but it also can help promote a more broad-based um, communication and training opportunities. For example, if um, a patient goes into the doctors and is diagnosed with something, the doctor can then tell that patient or the patient can tell their family to watch these videos on YouTube or YouTube to kind of learn more about it and then call the doctor if they have questions. It's um, which might seem kind of off-putting like no I don't want to get on YouTube to learn more about my and oftentimes doctors are like stay off Google. But if it's something that comes from the physician the physician's facility themselves, they can say here are some videos that will tell you more about this topic and like you said, it's more cost-effective, time-efficient, and um, families can be more involved. I, I personally don't think that this new technology can fit into everybody, not just because of their finances, just basically the type of, I guess, what illness or what their health condition is. I mean... Um, somebody who may just want to see lab results may be able to quickly access them from an app in a touch of a of a finger right. but what about somebody who has ongoing treatment for per se diabetes or you know is that really effective and what about uh, you know constant communication and, and like Todd said can a doctor really keep up and really have that same quality or level of interaction with a patient and make them feel that they're being taken care of I personally feel like there's nothing better than having to go have a face-to-face -face conversation with my doc. Yeah, and some people certainly would want that face-to-face -face conversation, but I think as a consumer culture, what we're seeing is a trend in a demand for, again, more ease, more access. Um, and so while there certainly are people who want that face-to-face -face interaction, me personally, if I can do it from home or my desk, that's all the better. I don't want to have to go out of my way to meet with a doctor if it's something that can be handled remotely. And so you brought up diabetes, and um, I don't know too much about this, so I won't speak to it, but my friend's young daughter has diabetes, and she wears um, a wearable bracelet that I think kind of communicates with her and her family often so that they feel like they are managing her health care issue. Um, without having to constantly be going to a facility. Is this more of the United States doing it or are different countries? Is it more of a global thing? This study specifically focused on the U.S. Maybe that's an interesting topic to explore for future research, some more global um, view of what's happening in this field. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that I was thinking a couple of years ago, my mom was visiting me in Reno and she had this little mishap and she ended up in the emergency room at the local hospital at Renown. And one of the things that we have, and we sign into it, is we have all of her medical information based in a website where she can compare, you know, her blood work 
from two years later to her blood work when she was there. And I mean, I kind of see that as like this tremendous thing because she can go home to North Carolina and pull up her medical records from a mishap in Reno, Nevada, and her physician in North Carolina now sees something that they may not have saw right. if it weren't for it. So I can imagine that being kind of part of this mobile phenomena mm -hmm. around medical care, but then having, you know, like, I mean, I could see a whole series of like red flags where you're being monitored. And if this red flag pops up, it alerts your physician. It might be time to have a chat or mm -hmm. come in tomorrow. So anyway, I, I, I can see a where this could potentially go. Right. There's certainly hurdles and challenges that lie ahead. And again, the healthcare field has been slower to adopt these technologies, but for good reason. You know, it, it is your private healthcare concern. So obviously there is some uh, discomfort when you feel like, you know, you're being tracked, your health um, movements are being monitored. But I think that those issues are surely going to be dealt with. And Laura, real quick, um, if people want to learn more or, or read your research, where tell us about where they can find it. Any final thoughts? This particular article can be found in Perspectives in Public Health. Um, I also have research in uh, Critical Public Health. They can buy my book on Amazon, Politics, Propaganda, and Public Health. Or they can come see me. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you, Laura and Todd. Uh, for joining us on this special podcast. Once again, the name is The Doctor in My Pocket Examining Mobile Approaches to Personal Well-Being. Today, we have been in the Reynolds Hot Box, a podcast about local media and the future of media. Our guest speakers today have been Dr. Laura Crosswell, Assistant Professor of Health Communication, and Dr. Todd Feltz, Assistant Professor of Strategic Communication, talking about the use of mobile technology in the medical field in today's world. And I'm Ismar Ventura, graduate student at the Reynolds School of Journalism.